This is a previously recorded episode. This show is broadcasting live from Detroit Sound Studios above Activate Gaming and is part of the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Red Wings trying to get the sweep. Three seconds left into the zone to the top Red Wings on the stand. Welcome to episode Lidstrom, episode five of the Detroit Red Wing Alumni Association podcast. We got a good show today. We've got DMAC in studio. Good day, Newman. We're uh, we're going to have Art Regner join us in just a few. He's coming in on two wheels. Um, he said he was coming in hot. Art's always coming in hot. Art is always, and you know he's going to be a whirling dervish. He's going to have uh, an. You love that word. You've only used it like twenty times since I've been sitting here. Wow. You're on two talk tokens, by the way, right now. We're going to see how you perform. Uh, call in if you think you want to hear more on Newman or like me, you don't want to hear more on Newman. Just shut up. But well, I'm go ahead. To- <laughs> you, we can talk about you all you want, but um, no, actually, good. actually, we're here to talk about you, Darren. And, you know, I was going to make the official introduction that, mm-hmm. you know, it's always good to have the vice president of business development of Cushman Wakefield. I like it. I, I like That's it too. has got a nice ring to it. It does. You know, a lot of people read the article that Sipple wrote about where people are at right now. And they were like, is there a typo? Is that really what he's doing? Tell me a little bit what you're doing right now, and we'll get into all the other stuff later. But that's pretty exciting for me to know that you've got a whole career outside of hockey. And I'm always into new adventures, obviously, Newman, you know me, and um, you know, still doing stuff with the Wings, obviously with the alumni and, and doing the appearances uh, with the Wings and you know, radio here and there, podcasts. But, uh, you know, I've been, I was approached a few years ago by, uh, my partners, Brian and Jason, and um, if I had any interest, and I was writing my book, and I'd been in Florida and stuff like that. So we just sort of kept in contact, and when I moved back, uh, we sat down, and it was something that uh, had intrigued me, something that I'm always looking for a challenge. And, uh, you know, the, the position, it was pretty much, uh, you know, the people person. I consider myself the casino host or the concierge. <laughs> Customer service is my 
it's the name of the game. And plus with that, the partners that I have, we have over 30 years of experience in this business are two of the top guys in commercial real estate. So the product as always backs, you know, even me in the, in the front, uh, you know, I would try to get to the door and, but it's the, it's the quality of the work and, and the things and the reputation that we have being number two globally, uh, that, that puts us through. So, it, and I love Detroit and I love everything that's going on about it. I love, you know, the Michigan. So, if I can uh, help anybody out, uh, you know, obviously in the commercial real estate uh, field, I'm at uh, Towers Watson in Southfield, uh, ninth floor. Give me a call. You know, Art Regner in the house. <laughs> Art has joined us. Say hello, Art. Hello, everyone. Nice flow. You Thank always you. You got know, the flow going. You know, I, I'll tell you that colic. I I used to fight it for so long. Now I just go with it. No, man. no. I, I can see you right when you made your turn on Hilton here. You, you just stuck your head out the window, just like the lab, like the lab. And I, you know. Uh, truth you've always had it though Art. it always looks good right well thank you thank i mean you. it's a little bit um lighter but it could be the nice day out right right that's exactly what that, that's a good excuse there darren i i find that uh you're absolutely right darren tell us a little bit about the uh trip out to colorado um well we went to the airport and we got on a plane <laughs> um no we went uh yeah it was great we went in wednesday i think uh me and dino and joy went in early but uh enjoyed uh Enjoyed Denver. The hospitality was really good. And, um, you know, getting back with the, putting the band back together and getting with the boys and, you know, the, the favorite part, uh, you know, obviously it was cool to play and see all the fans and stuff. But after the game, you know, when we get to sit around and not too often do we get to sit around maybe once a year where you got Stevie and Shannon, you got the, the heads of two, of two organizations and everybody sitting around just like old times telling stories. And, uh, was know, there anything was negative? Well, I mean, <laughs> they're sore sports. They still hold that. They still hold a grind. I mean, anything negative, like Stevie said, when they're playing the video oh, montage. Man, don't get me started. No, no, no. Man. I can understand why they do it in the stadium, but that was like, and they said the NHL did that. Stevie looks at me at the second time and goes, why don't they play the whole thing? And it was just like, you know, just, but that was like sort of like the, they had something to prove. Even like at the end, at the end, I told my wife, like shaking hands with Patrick Juan. He goes, oh, we got the last lap. We got you. And I'm like. Okay, you won an alumni game. Way to go, bud. We won all the cups and ended your career. Where do you want to? You know what well, do you want to do? <laughs> and then and then the wings win. And then the wings win the next day. So, um, you know what? You come Is back anybody and win too? What's that? Come you know, back, Victor. No, but but what I'm saying is we, we you know went in there and uh, went in there and uh, and you know stole the two points for the team. And if we sacrificed our win and then Drapes has to eat a little crow and be a little pissed, and that's fine. Well, I wanted to ask you because we've talked about this answering. before. No. You actually owned Patrick Wan the playoffs. Owns. <laughs> I owns the Wands. Yes. Yeah, no, play, I, I think I had like 13 career goals against him, but I had four in the one series. I think I had like eight playoffs. Did, did you have, you know, I, I'm getting a little older. He's got a bad, hey, he's nope. hey, one of the greatest goalies of all time. Bad gloves, though. He just he right. didn't have a great glove and the high gloves a right hander shot. So I did you get a, a hat trick against him? In yeah, the game, game game one, uh, two thousand two conference final natural hat. He was down three two going into the third and bing bang boom D Mac hat trick. And the best part of that was Griffin's sixth birthday was Monday and I asked him what he wanted for his birthday. He said a goal and I was like, uh, I'll try to get a win, bud. And after the game, I saw him in the concourse. I said, well, I didn't get you one. I got you three. Is that all right? So that was Well, cool. that was good for the next uh, two more birthdays then. Yeah, that, kids don't work that way. Right? Yeah. Uh, I wanted – the reason I brought that up is because I thought, first of all, 
And, and Newman knows this because I, I I went on a little bit of a rant last week Not about you. about the uh, <laughs> about the video because I tweeted out did the Red Wings ever you know win a game or score a goal even because that video was just it, it incensed but it, but I think you, well but Art then but then you got to go to you just got to laugh and you got to look at the big picture that that they still they they're holding on to this like you know what like I said like people are saying you got you know like rough stuff from the Mew and stuff like that okay. I think I made my point 20 years ago and, and, and even, <laughs> even in the next fight the year after, I mean, like if, if, you know, I'm like, what, what do you want? We're not the ones we got the last laugh and you could tell that's the atmosphere sort of, they're still holding on to that little bit of bitterness. And, uh, but you know, I was, we, we don't give it, but Darren, I no, was, we can swear. We don't give a shit. You know, that's we, we don't. We absolutely don't give a shit. That's what Newman. That's why I agreed to come on. <laughs> there you go. Oh, I can't wait. No, Jesus, you, you've opened up Pandora's box for sure now, Newman. Uh, but with that said, I was a little Wouldn't disappointed that you didn't score a goal because Wah was in net. Um, I think I had a shot, but uh, <laughs> there wasn't there was, a lot of passing. But you, well, no, yeah, but you uh, could I mean, tell. You could tell he was totally focused and in. Oh, he was dialed in. No, he. he <laughs> Dude, for 50 years old, he was good. He played good. Give it to him. No, I he mean, did. congrats. He, he can have that win. I mean, great. I, hate, I, I, mean, hate. I don't know how. I don't know if you ever, if you ever see Dino Sis, if or if you ever have seen Dino. But you know, you missing empty net from right beside the net. That was it, absolutely it, insane. It, We're at Dino's joint, and everybody's like looking around, and I'm the only one screaming. They're like, you know, you're in his house, and I was like, I don't give a shit. It was an open net. What you? <laughs> you, you, you know, you are responsible for ending Patrick Waugh's career, though. You know that, right? Perfect. Because Waugh, Waugh has said, and I told Brendan this, too. Waugh has said that he his shoulder was never the same when he got slammed to the ice by Shanny. That 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 was it for him. He said that he had never, he was never able to regain his, uh, 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 you know. So hey, if, what, if, does if Kenny, Holland, what does Kenny Holland say? It's a big boy league. It is. It is a man's league. <laughs> hey, that's for man's sure. League. It's a man's league. The men's league. Yeah, you know what, Darren? Um, wait, the, hey, so, you, wait, I'm not apologizing. No, I, I don't think oh, and we should. Stay in your neck. Are you kidding me? That's why you have Shani. That's why you have Shani not Shani. only did that, but then he tried to do the Statue of Liberty on Shani. Even, you know, Sergey almost got that puck, too. They were both jumping oh, on that. Well, they were. And who cares as long as we're in the net art? No, like, no, and then you scored. I did. Obviously, it, it, the second goal. off again. Did you guys hear about Adam Foote's comments the day of the game? Oh, about Drapes, punching Drapes? I, yeah. I, I got no problem. I want to punch Drapes in the head all the time, too. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, it may, you know, I mean, what? That's. I... Do you think they were just stirring it up out there? What do you mean? Well, you know, trying to get their fan base um, motivated. Their fan base so it doesn't matter. Um, I don't, whatever. I think based on what I'm 44 years old. I'm the business director at Cushman Wakefield. I got more stuff to worry about. I didn't get paid to do that. I should have, you know what somebody said? I should have thought about this. I should have done a go, uh, GoFundMe. Because if you hey, if we would raise some money, I would have, I sure as shit, I would have fought somebody. <laughs> Who would you have fought, though? Whoever I got funded the most for, we could we could have picked and choose. Yeah, I'm glad it's passed. So that would have, yeah. I mean, that would have been controversy. You know how I hate controversy. Well, uh, now next year the wings are are the wings. Yeah, I know you. It, it, it just sort of travels around with you, but it, it's not it. It's not you. Uh, you uh, I, I'm curious because next year supposedly, although it hasn't been announced, I guess by the league, 
that you know the the Maple Leafs are having their whatever anniversary it is hundredth year of a team or and they're changing uh, their no, uniform. I know. Yeah. Uh, no, they're retiring their hundredth uniform. Yeah, yes. <laughs> the hundredth year since the last no, no. Stanley yeah, Cup yeah, championship. No, no. It seems hey, like it. Seriously, have you been there? They got how many jerseys? How many uniforms? They got like the zillions of. They got them. No, like I have. ten number fives in the state. It's ridiculous. <laughs> well, th- with that said, supposedly. The Winter Classic. I heard a rumor, too. That the Red Wings are going to be playing Toronto. I'll be there. Will you guys be there again? Do you think it'll be like the the Winter Classic where you'll have two alumni teams because they're both, you know, original six franchises? Maybe. More the merrier. I don't know. That's when it worked out here. But the Toronto game seemed a little more... Fun, fun than the than this the the Denver game. Did you guys realize they were going to be that serious about it? Oh yeah, oh yeah. When they didn't want to, yeah. I mean, some guys. I wasn't. What do I give? Us. I mean, these guys. (laughs) I got other things to worry about, Art. I got to. I got to worry. I I got way more. No, but but yeah, we knew that it was because they had held the grudge, and you just could tell that the just the talk before and stuff. Couldn't you tell Newman watching it? I mean, it was it was it was. Wait a second. This is in 1996. I just like, laugh. I mean, I just laugh. I mean, it's 20 it, years. It later. was different. You know, I it was different. It was intense. I mean, it was what it was. Even at. their announcers were. Well, uh, we had an announcer. They had two announcers, and it was going kind of sideways. I'm, ta- I, I'm with telling that. you. No, I'm telling you. Like it was like they're sort of, they're sort of little brother. Prove you no, like. That's the Don't whole go in Mike Hart territory now, Darren. You could get uh... Darren. Tell me where you came up with your uh, mile high salute during the introduction. Hmm. Um, well, I, I, you know, I'm a Broncos fan. I love Peyton Manning, but uh, I figured that'd be the best way. I, I, they better booed me. Somebody asked me favorite part getting booed because then I did my job. You know, that's out of respect, and I did that out of respect too. I figured the mile high salute because who else in the line's going to do it? Nobody. Uh, were you surprised at how much Chelios got booed, considering he was part of the rivalry, but not really? Yeah, but they hate him from Chicago, <laughs> yeah, right. too. So, just Chelly has that, um, and this is a, and when I say this, this is um, the great respect is that the, no, nobody's respected more in a dress room than Chris Chelios is by his peers, and no one's hated more than the guys in the other room. But that's a testament that he's – we call him the godfather for a reason. Uh, he's one hell of a teammate and one hell of a competitor to play against. If it, I just was kind of – I wanted to ask you a question uh, about this year's Red Wings team. There does seem to be a bit of a panic now setting in among the fan base. I hear it all the time that perhaps this streak of 25 consecutive seasons or it would be the 25th consecutive season – Maybe ending because they can't this, go out on my number. Well, because this team, this team just does not look. They just can't score their power play. Uh, Marazek, who has been the, the pretty much the star of the team all season, seems to be slumping. Well, I mean, you you you, you it, know it, how it this is. Well, here here here, the, the Wings don't have the luxury for Howard or Marazek not to pl- have their A or A plus game every night. Um, you know, obviously, still a little bit uh, young on the. Defensive side, obviously looking for a little bit more out of Mike Green. Haven't got it. DeKaiser's come a long way. Cronall's still getting back back into it, Not which healthy. is big, yeah. right? But he's fighting through it. And, um, you know, it's it's like we always say, it's a secondary scoring. And this goes to show you in this league how important your power play is. And it just hasn't uh, come to fruition. Uh, Are mean, you does worried? it surprise me? Am I worried? Not yet. 
Not now, not yet. Um, I think they're still they, – they, you know what they got to do, Art? They got to take care of their home ice. If they take care Three of their home ice. Three big games now. No, I mean, and that's what it comes down to. This is Gary Bettman hockey, the parody in it yeah. and everything. It's it, This is what he banks it. He banks playoff hockey not starting in April. It starts in the beginning of March, you know, where teams are right in it. And so we're watching playoff hockey now. Now it could be a blessing or a curse. You know, curse if you don't get in, a blessing that you've been playing these tight games and you get in, you're in that game mode as a far as opposed to cruising into the playoffs, maybe resting guys and coming out rusty. We're not gonna have that luxury to worry about, you know, resting guys. So we gotta get it done now. You know, another thing too is that you gotta look at Larkin, nineteen years old, out of the USA program, out of the college, he's never logged this much ice, right, let alone right. game time. And practice time. So you got to give the kid a little break. And I think right now you're seeing a little lull production wise. I mean, he's still playing good. He's still, you know, working hard. He's not a detriment, but he's, you know, you tend to have those lulls as a, and he's 19 years old. I mean, 19 years old. Holy cow. Well, I mean, he's crazy, but he's going to get better and he's going to come and you hope that he gets a second wind at some point. But, you know, you're looking at the tar and you're looking at Nyquist, but you really need that. Fourth lining, uh, whether it's Anthony Siam and Helm and Sheehan and, uh, you know, Glenn Denning to some extent, just to chip in a little bit, a little bit more. This is a, the, these are the times are back in the day when the grind line, right? You guys would come or through. the fourth line would carry a couple games and not have to worry about the big dogs and worry in a crunch time where we'd win, you know, win a game. Our line could win a game. We didn't have to worry about it. You didn't it. have to rely on Stacey Roos to carry your team. Who's the director of player right, exactly. personnel in Tampa? I couldn't Dude, believe who, that. Dude, who is look, one of the best players on the ice the other two. He was, one he shift was pretty, he had two. He was pretty good. Hey, do you know the rooster? He uh, <laughs> When he first came here, he uh, lived at my house. Did he really? Yeah, really? Lived, lived oh, my house I can just him. imagine what that was like. It was good. Griffin was just born, so he was a good Uncle Stacy. Yeah, good Uncle, Uncle Stacy. You know what, Darren? One of the questions I have for you is you've caught some really nice press lately, um, both in the free press and then on the news. You know, you, you've been sober since November. You've working on kicking that. It's day by day, and you've worked that with medicinal marijuana. And we just had John Finstrom on a couple weeks ago who was talking about the medicinal benefits of marijuana as opposed to the negative connotation. How has that been for you, and how do you deal with some of the haters out there that say you're just trading one addiction for another? Yeah, that's a good question. And, you know, first of all, as I'm willing for what I'm preaching is education because through my life and through my journey, which is well-documented out of anybody, I, I lay everything out on the table. Like there's nothing that's going to pop up that you haven't already heard, and usually I tell on myself. I did that in my book. And writing that book and having that freedom, you know, it was part of my therapy. I've been to four rehabs. I've done the AA. I've, I've, and the thing is, I haven't forgotten the people that I've met or the lessons that I've learned. I apply them to my day into my program. They always say you got to have your program. Well, this is part of my program because you know what? It's enabled me to put down, first of all, uh, pills, which um, are prescribed not only to athletes, but to people regularly and, and, you know, the, that sort of with the pills and with alcohol that I've been fighting on and off my whole life. Well, uh, p- pills, when you say pills, are painkillers, like pain Vicodins, killers, that kind of uh, stuff? Yeah, even from painkillers, Vicodins, you know, Oxycontins, um, you know, Ambien, uh, different, you know, things that, because uh, we have, I have, you know, a sleep disorder. And uh, the only thing that works for me is smoking weed. 
and it, it puts me to sleep. Now, the one thing is that's my nighttime. The one thing is education on this on this flower. We know more about the universe than we do about this plant. And I encourage people to get educated. Now, you tell me that you're this uh, – I don't care how many letters you have behind your name. And I don't care if, where you've come from the, under the bridge and use all those analogies. Talk to me. Tell me why, what works and what works. Your program, it might work for you. It might not. I want to educate people and get out in front of this because there is – we're enabled so far right now in this state to have an alternative choice in the way that we treat ourselves and treat our mental and physical issues. Now, for me, it, um, I finally got the right combination. And, and as I talk about uh, education, most people don't know if I say, you know, if you say weed, you say, well, what's it, THC, right? Well, do you know what CBD is? Nobody knows, hardly anybody knows what CBD. That's the medical component of it. They give it for... Autism, they give it for seizures for kids. It's got no THC, which is the high as everybody's reefer madness and so stupid 50 years ago. We're not in 1966, bunch of fucking stupid idiots. I'll sit down with anybody to talk because I speak from experience. And I know that I've been through everything and I put my passion and I'm not afraid to get in front of things that I believe in just like I did with my McCarty Cancer Foundation for my dad. Something I believe in because I live it. You're not only, I'm, I'm not only preaching it, I'm living it for me. And my encouragement is get educated and find your program because what works for me might not work for you, but ask questions and there are alternatives out there. So you don't have to OD like a lot of our brethren. You look at the Bugards, the Rippins, the Belaks, guys that, right. that I've all played against, fought, you know, battled with, have hung out with, and you know, they trying to self-medicate and die. Alcohol, everybody dies every day. There's not one reported death from marijuana use in history. So, you know what? Doctors, you can go to that. Let me ask you, Darren, from the standpoint... Well, you people, ask me anything. I know. <laughs> I, I, I think I, I have over the years. So, people will listen to this and they'll say, okay, what happens? You've been sober now, as Newman said, since November. Do you get an urge and you immediately smoke a joint? No. I mean, the, the people, people, what, what yep. kind of, what, well, my pro- what is you, the procedure that you are going through my, right now? My program involves, I take a 500 milligram pill of all natural CBD. It's in a tablet form and it's all natural. And I take the concentrate, which I mix in my coffee in the morning, which is probably, I would say, how big is that? How big is like this much? It's an ointment, like like an inch, like mm-hmm. very very little. What I'm trying to get to the audience is it's is, a it's a it's, pill. It's a no. It, well, I take the pill. Right. I, you you're way behind. Art. You okay. Once up. a day though. No. I'm I take it in the morning. The okay. 500 milligram CBD. Okay. Which right. is CBD again? Right. Is the so you're not getting high then? Art, you want me to finish the story? Yeah, How no, my day I, goes or whatever. Okay, yeah. CBD is not getting I'm sorry, me high. Yeah, I find it fascinating. I know. It's fascinating if I get to finish. Okay, go ahead. Because you'll see the procedure. Go ahead. But then you can't understand. All right. But do you want to understand the whole Yeah, I actually, I really do. I find it, I think okay. people, but you know, when you. I'm going to explain it layman. But when you say medical Stop. marijuana, people think it's just getting stoned all the time. You know that. I mean, that that, that is a natural reaction. That's Art. how, when they try to legalize Art. it, that's the campaign Art. against it. Art. Everyone's going to be a stoner. Stop. Right, go ahead. You asked me a question. All right, go Let ahead. me finish the fucking question. All right, go ahead. Okay? All right, it's go not ahead. reefer fucking madness. There are shit out there that can get you fucking high off your ass which help you get to sleep and stuff like that. And you know what? My tolerance, Art, 
my tolerance level is probably a thousand times more than yours. So I need different things than you. If I gave you a little, uh, if I gave you a CBD pill, right, and it wouldn't get you high. Right. You, it would relax your muscles. You, you know, there's ointment that I use that, you know, even before we skate and stuff like that, which loosens you up and stuff like that. Then in the morning, yeah, I'll smoke uh, I'll smoke a sativa. Now the difference to educate people, a sativa is an is an upper. It's more of a day. It focuses you. It's it unlocks you hear all the, you know, the rappers and stuff. They that's what the, in the creativity in your mind and stuff like that and can cause you focused. That's more the day. Then you hear of an indica, which is indica's like the night, the sleep. Mm-hmm. The 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 couch melt um you know get the munchies you know you don't got to do anything you know it puts you in that nice place then they have hybrids which are cross between right. them that have so in saying that picture it as walking in and going not only like people think well there's one can of weed here smoke no there's a million different there's right. thousand different types but you got to figure out just like medicine wise What's the proper doses for you for doing whatever? So I know for myself, because I've worked with the doctors and I've worked with people that are smarter than me when it comes down to this science, that we figured out what my program is as far as what it, what it, what, what it is. So I can, I know what my program is, right? Yes, Art, I still smoke a lot of THC and get high, but, but I'm not out there smoking you know, all the time I got my procedure in the morning. And when I get home, like after that, don't you? Hey, anybody wants to pop by, dude? I'll be, I'll be reefer madness going on in there. <laughs> on that, Darren, we got to take a quick break. We got to prepare. Ken Miller, Kevin Miller's going to call in, and in the meantime, we can get um Art some indica, and yeah, we'll be see, going from there. See, see, I could. So we'll be back in just about Thank five you, minutes. You got it. Jeff see? Morton, director of Pain Free Life Centers of Michigan. Winter in Michigan can be hard on anyone. But it can be unbearable if you're living with chronic pain. The cold, the aches, the slippery sidewalks all feel like they're out to get you. But there is a way to fight back. Pain-Free Life Centers has the non-invasive pain treatment you have been looking for. Without the drugs, the injections, and without surgery. Stop your pain today with an FDA-cleared laser therapy that not only fights your pain, it helps heal the source that is causing the pain in the first place. We're so confident in what we do, We offer a no-cost consultation and your first treatment completely free. Stop living in pain and enjoy winter for a change. What are you waiting for? Call 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com. That's 248-879-1100 or visit painfreelifecenters.com today.
Great moments are born from great opportunity. And that's what you have here tonight, boys. That's what you've earned here tonight. One game. If we played them ten times, they might win nine. Not this game. Not tonight. Tonight, we skate. Tonight, we stay with them. And we shut them down because we can't. Tonight, we are the greatest hockey team. And we're back, and on the line with us right now, we got number... How did I even forget 23. that? Number 23. Number 23. I knew Jesus. that. Melzy, I got you, kid, because I'm usually <laughs> following, you. following you for backdoor passes. Empty netters. Yeah. So we've got That's Kevin right. Miller on the line. and uh, we're of very the famous Spartan Millers. Um, actually, right. actually, probably the, the best one. The most, the most important one, anyways. But on yeah, Sunday, yeah, on yeah. Sunday, Millsy's going to be playing for the winged wheel for the Red Wing alumni versus the Michigan State Spartan alumni. Kevin, tell us a little bit how this, uh, what was the genesis? How did it come about? You know, um, I just uh, have been playing with the Red Wing alumni since retiring and enjoy every chance I get to get on the ice with these guys. And, um, you know, after being in a lot of events and, and uh, going to a lot of great events with great fans, um, I decided that I thought it was time that we put on a very good one up here at Michigan State. Um, you know, Michigan State's got a great fan base. Red Wing's got a great fan base. Both are, uh, you know, quality programs, so why not put them together and have a lot of fun and raise money for some great charities? Well, let's talk about it. Right now, um, the four charities, it's United Way uh, Worldwide, the Capital Area Humane Society, Neighbors Helping Neighbors, First Water Project, and the Steadfast Foundation. How did those? How how did you choose those charities? Well, we started with Two One One United, the United Way program. Um, I actually was looking for a you know a, a, a real nice charity in the area. A friend of mine said, you know, go over and meet these guys. I went over, sat down. Um, I love the story. They're doing great things for you know local people uh, that are in need. You know, people that lose their job and, and can't pay their rent or you know, get their power shut off or, or, you know, can't go to the grocery store and buy, you know, buy dinner, whatever it is. You know, it's a call-in center, and you can call in and you can get some help, and uh, they're doing a great job. And they're actually working now to put a deal together where they can start um, helping the veterans, too. And uh, so, it's you know, it's a real nice organization, and, and so that's what I have as my main benefactor, and that's who we build it around. Um, we actually had the, uh, the wounded warrior project on the first year and then last year we changed it and this year we changed it again and added the humane society. Um, it's just kind of something that we thought, uh, we wanted to get involved and, uh, so we, so we added them. Um, there's a lot of people that love what the humane society is doing and, and they're doing some great things. So, um, and then, uh, the steadfast foundation is, my cousin's um, foundation, he put that together in Buffalo. Um, he's 
done some great things with it. They're basically uh, working with kids who are in hospitals with cancer and uh, helping it, you know, helping it make it a little easier for them, you know, while they're they're fighting their battle. And uh, the last one, the neighbor um, neighbors helping neighbors. We just added last minute, and it, it is just a way to to try to give a little bit to the Flint. Um, water project that's going on and all the troubles that's going on there. And, and so we just, you know, we're going to try to do whatever we can to help out there too. That's fantastic. And, you know, as the uh, Red Wings have put their lineup together, we've got Klima, Knuckles, Mike Knubel's plan, Fedek, Redmond, Grodnick, Samsonov, Willannon. Uh Ryan Barnes is going to make another trip with us. Elvis, Wayne Presley, D-Mac, of course. Woohoo! <laughs> Kevin Miller, Papa, Joe Koser is playing, Jimmy Carson, Eddie Mio. Tell me a little bit about the um, the Michigan State squad and how that was picked <coughs> and chosen. Yeah, you know what I do is I, I basically I send an email out to all the alumni, and we, we try to pick the game um, on a weekend where Michigan State's at home, and they're at home playing Ohio State this weekend, the last uh, regular season games. And we just send an invite out and, and invite whoever wants to come. And, uh, you know, I get, a, I get a pretty good response. A lot of guys um, that want to play, I add right away. And sometimes if I get players that have played, you know, the last two years or the last year, then I'll just, you know, they'll, they'll be on the, the wait list to see if we have room or not when we try to get new alumni to come back. And, uh, you know, last year we had uh, players from every generation. We had 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, 90s, and 2000s all all playing in that uh, in the game, and it was it was great. Last year um, was the year. Last year was the year you guys cheated, correct? Uh, well, I play with the wings, so yes, they did cheat. I don't know how, but apparently, did they cheat? No, no. We had the uh, we had to switch up <laughs> goalies. Um, Mally oh. <laughs> went down, and we had to switch up the goalie, and the kid was excited, put that wing wheel on, and then all of a sudden he couldn't stop a puck. And Mickey was like, what just happened there? <laughs> that the is old true. one-two setup. The old switcheroo. Switch, the old Siv switcheroo. Well, and uh, the other thing was Phil there, who was uh, Michigan State's player, uh, director of player personnel, played for them. And he's only about three years out of retirement. <laughs> so, sure. Um, it was hard to score on him, but um, uh, good GM this year. Actually, Phil's going to play for the Red Wings this year, and uh, and so uh, hopefully uh, we've got the right people in goal. So yeah, no, so it's it's going to be fun. They've got a strong lineup. Uh, you know, Jack Foot is the oldest guy. He's coming back. Uh, he played in the fifties. Uh, he's coming down from uh, Ontario. Awesome. Uh, he's eighty some years old, eighty two, I think. Um, but we got some guys from the seventies and, uh, a lot of guys from the eighties and some of the guys that just left. So, uh, nice, nice variety. Kevin, how many, um, about how many alumni games do you get to play in each year? You know, I, I try to play in as many as I can. Um, I'll play somewhere between four and eight every year. Um, you know, if I'm available, I, I go and, Usually the thing that's holding me back is I'm coaching a girls hockey team and they um, are at you know the tier one level so uh, they travel a lot and almost every weekend we seem to be 
you know, off to Boston or New York or Minnesota, and uh, so it's tough to make some of the games. But I got a question. Uh, I got a question for you, Milzy. What are easier to coach at the age? What age level are the girls you're coaching? Yeah, I'm coaching a 19U. 19U um, one team. Are girls yeah, and, are girls easier to coach than boys at that age? You know, the girls. I, I think they are easier. Um, they, they really listen. It's just a you, you have to put it in a, kind of a girl format, which you have to explain why you want them to do it. Oh, so you um, gotta like emoji a Kardashian something or whatever. <laughs> your emoji, your emojis must be unbelievable. Texting with your players. <laughs> So, but I, I mean, I've coached boys too, and sometimes you know you can tell them the same thing, you know, a dozen times, and I don't think he's heard it eleven of those twelve times. So, um, the girls listen; they do work extremely hard. Um, so it, it, it's been a lot of fun. Yeah. So what he just said is, girls are smarter than boys, and uh, so we know that. So, <laughs> Milsey, one of the other things that you do is you're um, an annual participant in the Joe Koser Foundation for Children's Softball Game. Um, you've been there, um, I'm guessing, about six, seven years in a row. Tell me a little bit about your association with the Koser Foundation. And, you know, you don't necessarily live in the area, but you always come back to play in that game. Tell me a little bit about that. Well, you know, there's no hockey in the summer, so, you know, the first chance you get to, you know, get to a, an event with all the guys, and have some fun and tell some stories. To me, it's just, you know, a great opportunity. And, you know, Joey's done an unbelievable job every year. The, the, the game, you know, the whole thing just gets better and better and better. Um, so he really puts a lot of time and effort in it. And so if I can help, uh, I am definitely going to help. And uh, so when I hear the, the date, I put it on the schedule. I mean, it's just, uh, I look forward to it. It's fun to get out there and, uh, you know, have some laughs and, and uh, raise money for, you know, his great charities. Hey, Newman, uh, you know what? I can get in touch with Joe if you want to help out with the foundation at all. I, I think I can. I, I don't know if you have any spare time in charity, but I'm I'm sure that we got something for you. Well, do. Darren, I'll tell you that one of the things I do. I'm just saying, hey, listen, I, I say that. And just on Boston Newman's balls because he does a hell of a lot of work for Joey's Foundation. No, but uh, before we even get into that, I owe a personal apology to Kevin Miller. <laughs> oh, boy. No, no I, I, okay, let's hear it. <laughs> hey, wait, wait. This doesn't happen very often, so let's listen. <laughs> yeah, let's I'm going to even shut up. <laughs> we uh, There's a point of contention during the celebrity game last year. Um, <laughs> Kevin was called out at third base and Stoney and Wojo made a big deal of it. We went back to the video review. We went to the replay <laughs> and he had been tagged out before he, and I, as the lead umpire called him out. Um, but what I missed, and this is what I apologize to you for Millsy, is that you were held up at second <laughs> and you were obstructed. And I, I made a mistake. It was an error on my part. And I apologize to you for giving <laughs> Well, that makes sense. You can't hold Newman accountable. You can't see from home plate past a pitcher's mound. <laughs> and, uh, and that's I'm not because his eyes are bad. It's because he's four feet tall. <laughs> so with that, yeah, Millsy. Was that the winning run, too? Uh, I would have been. <laughs> you know what? I'm not sure on that. You know, I really don't have a lot to do with that, so I can't go back. And, yeah, reminds it was the winning the, run. It reminds so. me of the no-hitter when the guy blew the call. 
Okay, you let's not. You know what? And you should get a car. Newman <laughs> owes you a freaking Corvette. I agree. You heard it here. I got your back, Belzy. So on Sunday, 12 p.m. puck drop out there at Munn Arena out there in East Lansing, uh, where can they get tickets at? Well, they can buy them at all the quality dairy stores that are around the Lansing area, or they can buy them at the door. And, and how much cheap. are they? Six dollars for adults, three dollars for kids, and ten and under is free. That's fantastic. What a great deal. We uh we look forward to it. We're gonna be out there early. Look forward to seeing you on Sunday. Once again, Millsy, appreciate you calling in. Uh we're gonna see you down the road soon. Thanks, guys. Look forward to seeing you guys up there. See you Sunday, Millsy. All right, once again, Kevin Miller. Art, you know what? I really didn't include you in that conversation. I apologize. Oh, that's okay. No, I was enjoying it. You know, one of the questions I had. Well, he got Indica, so he's spaced out <laughs> yeah, right yeah, now. I feel, I feel great. My ADD is uh, uh, suddenly cured. People were probably like, hey, what happened to Art? <laughs> Before we went he to break. He got in a D-Max special box. You know what, uh, Darren, one of, the, one of the things we talked about before we went on air is you've got a great story. You've had a great career, you know, four Stanley Cups with the city of Detroit. Um but you've got a great story of the first time that you and Joe Coase are actually tangled. Tell us a little bit about well, that. Well, this is uh, – you always get the question, who's the toughest guy you ever fought, right? Well, for me, it was very easy. Um, it was my rookie year, and Joey was still in New York. And obviously, I grew up idolizing the bad boys, and, and you know, I'm making my way through the league trying to establish myself. So I hit him behind the net, and I know there's opportunity to go. And, uh, you know, I'm a lefty, but I line up right only time against him because I don't want him to hit me with that sledgehammer. <laughs> so we get locked up and throw a few punches, and he throws a punch, and I duck, and he takes, chips a piece of my helmet off. We end up in a headlock, and we, we wrestle, and we go down, and boom, we both hit our heads on the ice. He turns over, he looks at me, and he goes, you all right, kid? And I turn to him, and I go, thanks for not killing me, Mr. Kosher. <laughs> so needless to say, needless to say uh, a couple of years later, um, he came to our team, and uh, he's one of my best friends of the day. And, uh, you know, we call him Pop, and um, what people got to understand is, uh, you know, he was the, you know, he, that was probably the f- final piece, you know, other than getting Murph at the trade deadline, but integral piece in that dressing room at that time in 97 when he came back. Um, obviously, fighting pro, being established in that, but, you know, what he brings – you know, I, I, everybody knows how tough he is and stuff like that, and, and he's a great player still. But just the leadership that he brought, especially to us young guys, that's why he's Papa. That's why he's the president of the alumni. That's why, you know, we'll, I'll follow him wherever he goes. And, um, you know, it's it, it, his calming influence. The other best thing he ever said to me was after we beat Colorado in game six in 97, coming off the ice, and I'm always the last one off the ice, and he's waiting. And I give him a hug, and I go, man, this is awesome. And he just whispers in my ear, and he goes, the next one's even better. And sure as shit, he was right. You know, one of the things, um, last question on that, um, Johnny Wharton um, had said for many years that there were three guys that really made that cup team and that it was Koser, Shanahan, and Federer. Would you agree with that? No, I mean, I, I think that – no, I'd never agree with anything John Wharton says. Fucking asshole. I'm with you. Um, anyways, that's just my personal opinion. Um, but uh, see, under the radar, Shanny, Shanny and Joey, yes. But you can't to Sergey because you had Sergey, Stevie there, Nick, Vladdy. Right. You know what I mean? Like, the, you, you don't go there. It's like saying, like, 
you know, Crosby and Malkin are the, no, they're given, right? They're both given without them and the D. But the biggest acquisition, well, Murph was a big acquisition. Well, that was, but also there's three things that happened. First of all, uh, getting Brendan Shanahan because he was sort of the mentor to me and Marty and, you know, uh, on the, uh, how to play the power forward, how to pick my spots more, how to just all the, to be that sort of player. So Shani was huge for Marty and me and, and just because of what he brought. Right. Showed you the ropes. Right. Joey was huge because it just, you know, it's like, it's almost like bringing in that, that older brother into the like, camp after the parents are gone and you just know you're going to have fun but you know he's got your back, and you know that if you just listen to him, everything will be okay, and you're gonna have a great time doing it, right? And stuff like that. So him, but the but the big thing also too is um, as as it like Murph was, but then when Murph left, Freddie O, Freddie Olison. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, laugh all you want. No, no, no. I got a great Scotty story Dude, about Freddie Olson. Yeah, no. Well, he Louis, scored a goal in overtime in yeah, two thousand. No, no, no. He was the. And and you know what? Walk in every day, look at him, he'd be sitting in his locker. He looked like Skeletor. <laughs> he looked like he was like aged death, the crypt keeper or whatever. But but just the camaraderie that he had is people don't really understand that. You know what Scotty told me <clears throat> at the end of two thousand two at at the parade. We're at Hockey Town Cafe and uh because I was somehow highlight of my life was I was actually in that parade. I was in a uh, a Chevy van or whatever they were uh, with uh, with Ken Cal and Paul Woods. And so I was standing there and Scotty goes, all right, what are you doing here? I go, they told me that I was in the parade. He goes, all right, that's fine. He goes, Olison, man. He goes, we fucking killed that guy. <laughs> he, said, he, said, he said, we murdered him. He's dead. He says he, he'll never play again. So we took everything away from him. He was laughing about it. No, I just thought it was hey, hilarious. That just goes to show, but just a different type, different, you know, without in those years without you have to have that yin and yang and we had it we had you know balance in different ways we had crazy but we also had that it was just everybody it was a perfect the way the dressing room came together with the pieces that were put in place by Scotty is his genius well you guys i, I always tell this story when you were yep, yep. game 6 in 2002 yeah. Uh, after you know, I, Forsberg scored or whatever. You guys were facing elimination. Uh, I was traveling with the team at the time. I can remember the resolve that you had. I mean, because you guys were always kind of a fun-loving group of guys, and you know, I got along well with everyone. And uh, I can remember getting after we flew into Denver, getting on the bus, and there were two of them, and I was on the second one, and most of the team was on the first one. And I remember sitting there and. Telling people were calling me, calling me. I don't know, maybe cell phones weren't around or I didn't have one. Uh, and saying, well, what are the wings going to do? What are the wings going to do? This is the first time. And I said, listen, man, these guys are focused. They're not saying anything. They're not doing it. I mean, this is team is just, they've got their, you know, whatever. I know people criticize the, the term game face, but I said, they are, they're locked in. I go, I don't think they're going to lose. <laughs> I said, I don't think you're going to lose. Well, that, and, 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 you, and, you know, and it was, it was amazing because, that day, you guys didn't go to the rink, but you have media obligations, so it was at the hotel. And Stevie was there, 
And because uh, he always knew that I was, well, you know, I was nervous. I was, you know, I was always jumping around thinking, what are the wings going to do? What are the wings going to do? And, and, he, he, and he didn't like fuck with you at all. No, and he, <laughs> and he certainly did. <laughs> and he comes up to me, goes, how you doing? Already? He goes, you're going to be able to sleep tonight? <laughs> the captain worrying about you. No, it, it's the same thing. Right. But, but that's how it always was. Right, right. It'd be like, if we... We, I don't know how many times we'd look at you, you'd be in a full panic and sweat, and we'd be looking out, man, could you imagine if you, and he doesn't even play. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, I was, I was like, oh, well, and he goes, don't worry, he goes, he goes, we'll be all right. I'll tell what, you right. What was that locker room like in 2002? Well, I was, you know, I think the resilience of the first round series was in the first. The Vancouver, right. Yeah, that we, was, we were, you know, with the Hall of Fame team or whatever like that, like that game three and, you know, Nick scored that bouncing goal, but I, but. Luce's career was over after just that. Just the resolve that, you know, you're almost playing on borrowed time, you sort of think. But we, we never thought we were going to lose. We had a Hall of Fame team. It was just, if we were going to lose, we were going to beat ourselves. If we had to get by Colorado. And, um, you know, like I said, I'll say, hey, everybody asked me, who's the biggest weirdo, you know, that you play with Dominic Hasek? But I'll tell you, game six and game seven, he shut Colorado out in 2 and was un- absolutely phenomenal, and because you know, largely due with him, I got an, uh, one of my three ri- or one of my four rings because of it. But he's crazy as batshit. He's batshit crazy, and coming from me, but he's a goalie, and well, most goalies are batshit crazy. Do you know a normal one? And I'm friends Ozzie's, with goalies. Ozzy's, Ozzy's, Ozzy's pretty normal, as isn't? normal as it gets. Right. Well, do you think they should? Do you think Ozzy should be in the Hall of Fame, and do you think yes, they should retire yeah. his number? Sure. Why not? You think Sergei I think he should be in a Hall of Fame. You think Sergey should get his number retired? Yeah, probably no. Yeah, I think that they both. I always said if one does, the other should. But Ozzy should be. I could see Sergey's jersey going up and Ozzy being in the Hall of Fame. But if they want to put Ozzy's jersey up, that's fine. But I don't think they would. But I think they put Sergey up. But they might not. Who knows? There's only one goalie up, right? Sawchuk. Sawchuk, yes. Which, uh, understandably. Yeah, but we're not Toronto. I know there's a groundswell for legacy and Shovel Bay, right. but, you know, where there's only so many jerseys you can hang up there. You know, I don't know how much time we have left, but I want to tell you the day the Red Wings acquired Larry Murphy was a trade deadline, and it was at 3.30. And so uh, Scotty comes in about noontime, and, you know, back then it was big, the trade deadline day. So we we're all there, and we were uh, – uh, you know, waiting, and Scotty comes like bouncing into the locker room, and all the media is there. The Red Wings are, you know, you guys. Scotty are just, bouncing, yeah, yeah, every now and then. No, no, he was he was happy. He was very happy. Scotty Bowman happy. Yeah, and he said every he, now and then he said to us, he goes, "We just made a deal. I'll tell you about it, but you can't say anything because it has to go through the league till like three three thirty. And we and we're saying, wow. And so we're expecting because he was so happy and he wanted to tell us that this was going to be some, you know, legend, you know, wings again, you know, bringing another. Well, I guess they did, but another Hall of Famer and all that kind of stuff. And he goes, we just got we just got Larry Murphy from the Leafs for future considerations. And we're all sitting there going, and yeah, because as you remember at that time, Murph (coughs) was being booed out of Toronto. I mean, it wasn't going really, well. He was really, a human pylon. Yeah, it wasn't going well for him. Thank and God. so we were saying, what else? Yeah, you know, hey, it's amazing what Nick Lindstrom will do for you. Well, I mean, now, although they, he didn't make Murph's career. Well, but you know, but Scotty said. those two brain ch- smartest two guys back on DS. That, and that's crazy. exactly what he goes. Listen, he goes, he's going to bring a lot. He goes, that guy's played more hockey. Well, Scotty had him in, in Pittsburgh, right. So, he, But it was so funny because we, it was so anticlimactic, and then he assured us that uh, don't worry about it. Murph's a, Murph's a player, and he's going to do fine, which he did do. 
Well, yeah. Murph got four Stanley Cups in the 90s. He's the only player to have done that. 97 four. and 98, yep. And then, you I know, mean, back to back right, with Pittsburgh. 91, 92 or whatever. Yeah, yeah, they, 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 you know what? One team. question you may or may not. Uh, Klima had told me a story um, about Luke Robitaille going into Scotty's office to ask for more ice time. Are you familiar with that story at all? No, but I know that Scotty never <laughs> talked to Luke the whole year. He was my roommate, but I don't know what he said. No, no, no. Long and short, you know, if you don't know yeah. about the story, and long and short, he had gone to um, – he had talked to Barry Smith, and Barry was like, you know, you should go talk to Scotty oh, about great. that because Luke had asked about his ice time. And he, he went and talked to Scotty, and Scotty was reading his paper, and he, he said he listened intently. He said, you know what? Thanks for bringing that to my attention. And I guess he didn't play another shift the rest of the regular season. Really? I didn't know that. So um, I, I didn't we know. Won, we won the cup that year. Well, you know, absolutely you did. Yeah. Best way to get Scotty off his game a little bit, or what I did when I wanted to find something else, was start talking about hockey cards. Because he would start talking about hockey cards with you. Because I used to collect them as a kid. And I used to say, and I'll never forget, I go, Scotty, remember those real tall ones? It was like you put two two t- together and he looked at me and he gave me that kind of look where his eyes would kind of roll back in his head. He goes, you're talking about the tall boys. And I said, yeah, I guess I never knew that. And then he went on about the history of the tall boys. I guess it was one oh, yeah, year to go, our, tops or something. Did it start him on a tangent? <laughs> well, well it, was, <laughs> it was better than him being pissed at me with oh, yeah. that. Um, that happened a lot too. I witnessed yep. that for you. Yeah, he was, he, he got, he, yeah, I want to thank me. Well, we're running short now. I want to thank Darren for coming in. Darren, we really appreciate you coming in for the hour. My pleasure, Newman. And we'd like to thank Art Regner yeah. once again for filling in admirably for thank Eddie you. Mio, who we're trying to get him back. He was once again not able to come in. Here's what we got coming up. Um, March 13th, this weekend, Sunday, we're playing in East Lansing. Um, Friday, March 18th, we're going to talk a little bit more. Next week, we'll have John O'Grodnick in studio. We're going to play the uh, City of Westland. That's uh, Mayor Wild's uh, organization. It's always a lot of fun. I know, Darren, you've committed to playing in that one. And then we're going to end the season uh, March 19th in Hazel Park. So, once again, if you want to follow us on Twitter, we're at Red Wing Alumni. On Facebook, we're at Detroit Red Wing Alumni. So, any questions for the show as we move forward? You can send them to Newman, N-E-W-M-A-N, at DetroitRedWingAlumni.com. And when you send it, you have to, as you're writing, you have to go, Newman. Thanks, Darren. And then put a subject line, redheaded stepchild. And once again, thanks to Jessica for working the board. Thanks, Jessica. Great job. No problem. We're out. This is a previously recorded episode of